Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Kia ora everyone, my name is Nadia Beasley. The topic of this episode is on maintaining hope, discerning misinformation and forging on through depressing times. I am sure we have all come to know that life can be challenging and confusing as we battle trials that seem never-ending and seek to find truth in a world with voices constantly shouting at us. We are lucky to have President Keith Tasso joining us for this episode. President Tasso was born and raised in Muriwai, Gisborne and is the second eldest of nine children. President belongs to Ngai Ta Manuhiri in Ngati Kahumunu and is also of Rotuman and Scottish descent. President has received diplomas in exercise science, Pacific nutrition and frontline management, a bachelor's degree in physical education, a postgraduate diploma in public health and a master's degree in business administration. He has faithfully served in numerous callings at the ward and state level and is currently the online seminary teacher and first counsellor of the Palmerston North State Presidency. His most significant accomplishment is being sealed to his beautiful wife, Miley Tasso, Ni Kian. They now both work together as business owners of Physique Eye in Palmerston North. That was a, an amazing introduction there. Thank you very much. But I think people are more keen to hear just a little bit more about you there, Nadia, Nadia Beasley. So for those who, who may not know Nadia, I'd say there'd be a few of you. <laughs> Nadia's a lovely young single adult woman who's come to us from Redoubt State in Auckland. She's in her fourth year of vet school and she's an amazing young woman. She's a very good friend um, to my wife. She's actually a counsellor in her state young woman's presidency. And for your brethren out there, she's very attractive. <laughs> And an institute graduate. What more could you ask for? Look at that. Yeah, like you said before, I moved down to Palmerston North back in 2019, hailing from Readout Stakes. So they decided to build a temple when I left. I'm not salty about that. I've always wanted to become a vet actually since a little girl. And what inspired me was Animal Planet. So I've never had a pet growing up but I enjoyed watching all the animal shows <laughs> and I love it down here in Palmerston North everyone treats me like a golden child I feel um, I'm well taken care of for and yeah it's definitely a home away from home that's great just um, for some of the male listeners out there what are some of your aspirations and dreams <laughs> So first one would definitely to come out of uni with a bachelor's in veterinary science, passing all the requirements. Another one would definitely be to be sealed in the temple for all time and eternity and to have a family of my own. And I guess just being happy and at peace with my life, you know, being true to the gospel and to continue to serve his children here on earth. And also to help all the animals out there. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a world with so much noise, distraction, misinformation and conflicting opinions, whether it be in the secular world or social platforms. How have you been able to navigate yourself through popular points of view that were not in harmony with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Awesome. Thank you, Nadia. And welcome, everybody. Thank you for having me um, on this cast. It's a great question. And I never thought about the question. Um, 
I thought about what I just recently experienced actually. What were the issues or what is the current issue? What made it hard to deal with? And ultimately, how do you find peace or strength to stay true to the doctrine? The issue for me was the misinformation of the COVID-19 vaccine and the adversity arising from it. I think what made it so hard to deal with was because I'm quite pro-vaccine, having an epidemiology background, I really understood the research methods and the truth that was in that research. And what made it hard for me to deal with is as I posted things online as I knew it to be as true as possible, some of my friends started attacking me online. They started sending me some misinformation and it was really quite hard. I had friends who I've been friends with for ages shouting at me online using capital letters all the time in their talks um, to me and just, yeah, really not being as friendly as I thought they would ever be. So what made it hard to deal with was... Um, being attacked online from friends that keep sending me stuff that just was not true and watching members become less active as they chose not to adhere to the government direction surrounding church attendance like mask wearing and unvaccinated status. But probably one of the hardest things for me to get to grips with even to this day is the amount of friends that no longer you know, contact with you or comment on your Facebook posts. I've definitely noticed that. And it's not just for me, but it's just it's sad. I don't think I have those friendships anymore. And most of them are out of town, so I can't contact them. That's what it's made it really hard to deal with for me. How did I find peace and strength to stay, take, stay true to the doctrine? Well, I'm always mindful of this great direction that uh, Oliver Cowdery received from the Prophet Joseph Smith in the sections on Doctrine and Covenants. Um, section 9, verse 8, it reads, But behold, I say unto you that you must state it out in your mind, then you must ask me if it be right. And if it is right, I will cause that your bosom shall burn within you, then you shall feel it is right. So what I did is, I used this as a template for me, I studied the research um, of the Pfizer vaccine, the original research. I understood that it had great design and it had um, great sample size and all those other things. And I made a decision right there and then that I was going to get the vaccine. And right then I felt good. I felt good about it. I didn't feel anything contrary, you know, like a stupid thought. I felt good about it. So that was my decision. I got vaccinated. Two weeks later, the president came out and invited other members um, to take out the vaccination. So I felt that was good for me. Yeah, that would have been very difficult for you because you are essentially losing loved ones in a way. So from that experience, what blessings have you seen manifest as a result of staying true? Confidence, a greater trust in the Lord, and a better understanding of myself, actually. I know it was online, but it's still online is a big part of our lives, and it, it became quite personal to me. So definitely confidence and reassurance um, in my faith in Jesus Christ. That's been probably one of the biggest blessings. Awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it would have been a very difficult experience. Are there any principles or significant lessons that could apply to YSA today who are struggling with the misinformation surrounding us? Yeah, for me, I think there is. I think in section 9, verse 8 of the Doctrine and Covenants, in which I quoted before, and there's a principle there that we get to study it out in our minds first, make a decision and ask if it be right. We have been blessed to have the Holy Ghost to be with us. The privilege of having the Holy Ghost to be with us is that he will always testify of truth, always, regardless of what noise you may be hearing online, in the background, in your own home, or anywhere in your workplace, or even in your study place. He will always testify of truth. And our Father in heaven, he will always hear and answer your prayers. Thanks, President. That's awesome. I think also, personally, what I've learned is that truth is learned a little bit 
over time and when they talk about preset upon preset and so it can be really difficult to um, avoid premature conclusions and I think also we can struggle when we don't know everything you know the idea that we have to know everything now can be a trial in a way and so being able to be at peace with the fact that we know enough to keep pressing forward and to rely on those promptings we receive from the spirit. Life is not always filled with sunshine and rainbows, and at times we can hit flat patches or low points. These moments can include feeling lonely, lost, unmotivated, depressed, or no longer valuing Heavenly Father's commandments. What counsel would you give to YSA that are finding the slope of the covenant path steep and hard to walk? Can our young adult brothers and sisters around the country expect to be able to hear him, even though they are well off the covenant path and transgressing God's laws? Right, this is a great question, Nadia. I guess in relation to the first question, what counsel would you give to YSA that are finding the slope of the covenant path steep and hard to walk? I thought about this question, and I, as I continue to ponder, only the same answer comes to me all the time, actually. Um, of all the choices that you need to make during these times, choose to hold to the rod, the iron rod. It runs along that covenant pathway, and remember that line from the hymn, it's strong and bright and true. The iron rod is the word of God, it will safely guide you through. That's the counsel I would give there. In regards to your second question, can our young adults, young adult brothers and sisters around the country expect to hear him when they are well off the covenant path and in transgression God's laws? My answer is yes they can, simply by choosing to. In my early teen years, I chose to walk a different path for many years of my life, transgressing God's laws. One day, a person with authority simply asked me if I believed in Jesus Christ. You know, without hesitation and so much conviction, I said, yes, of course I do. And in that instant, I had a powerful manifestation of the Holy Ghost testify to me that what I said was true. In an instant, I knew how I would continue to live my life and most importantly, be healed. Great words. I feel like at times we have this idea that we are not worthy to receive help from the Lord and I guess we need to remember that we don't have to be perfect. There's like no minimum requirement to receive his help and so your experience there I'm sure is relatable to a lot of YSA out there. What are some principles that you have found to help you through these kinds of blues? Great, let me give you some context um, just of the situation I was in which um may give some light to the principles that I share. A few years ago, I undertook a nine-month stay in hospital. <laughs> wasn't planned. And there, and I experienced some very lows um, that I thought I'd never experienced in my whole life. I'd, I'd never want anybody else to feel them. And things of frustration of not being able to walk, and then learning how to walk again twice. The anxiety that followed after a doctor tells you you have 50-50 chance of living through this experience. Then there's the sadness of being told that you'll never be able to father children because uh, of the things that they were putting in your body, uh, predominantly chemotherapy, and the loneliness that comes after you <laughs> had an argument with um, my dad. And my dad was the, uh, the person who was there every day of the nine months that I was in hospital. He wasn't after the argument we had. After that, I got I think, diagnosed as being clinically depressed, and that was quite hard. But I got through that part, slowly but surely. So in relation to your question, the principles, let me space them out with scripture. So the first one is Doctrine and Covenants section 25 verse 12. For my soul delighteth in the song of the 
heart. Yea, the song of the righteous is a prayer unto me, and it shall be answered with a blessing upon their heads. So there was days when I was sitting in my hospital bed, um, I couldn't do much, just sit there and to be able to help lift myself, hold to sing hymns from the top of my lung. I wonder what it felt, sounded like outside of my hospital room actually. There's this mighty boy sitting in his hospital bed singing hymns, church hymns. Yeah, so that was definitely one principle that I would adhere to. If you're having a bit of a downtime, my dear brothers and sisters, Try singing some hymns out loud. This is what I this is what I noticed. It helped bring back memories of great church service. It helped bring back memories of some really cool family home evenings and some really cool large family gatherings. And all those feelings, those really good feelings, really helped to lift me in my heart and in my mind during that time. Another principle would be in Second Nephi chapter thirty-two, verse nine. Behold, I say unto you that ye must pray always and not faint. I remember in one of my conversations with um, Heavenly Father, he asked me if I wanted to come home now, and uh, that was pretty scary. I knew of my unworthy state before him, and I asked him that if he let me stay here, I would promise to serve him the rest of my life. And that was the end of our conversation. Fast forward a couple of weeks, I um, still remember the morning that he said to me that everything was going to be alright. So brothers and sisters, if you're, if you're going through a rough patch in your life, especially when you testify that Heavenly Father, He's willing to hear you um, and speak with you. Probably another principle I've got here is um, 3 Nephi 20.14, bringing you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, one of those days where I could actually lift myself to actually read something, um, I read this principle and I, I thought, man, I need all the blessings to get me through this. So I just followed the feelings of the Holy Ghost and, wow, after lots of years, 15, 20 years, I started paying tithing. So this principle gave me great hope that I received the blessings I stood in need of, <laughs> especially when I was experiencing the blues. So my dear young brothers and sisters, um, Pay your tithing. It'll definitely help you receive all the blessings to help you move forward with hope. Finally, if I can, Alma 34, 17. Therefore, may God grant unto you, my brethren, that you may begin to exercise your faith unto repentance, that you begin to call upon his holy name. That he will have mercy upon you. And heal you. Geez, sorry, brothers and sisters. So this principle really helped me increase my um, confidence and my understanding of my self-worth before the Lord. And whilst in this hospital, I'm taking every effort to apologise to a lot of people. I must have racked up a huge phone call, phone bill, apologising to friends who I had, you know, relationship issues with, some past relationships where there were issues and left them unrepentant, especially with family members. I just felt I could have treated them better in the past. And take the opportunity to say I'm sorry, especially to those whom you love. Um, it really gives you a great empowerment to uh, move forward and to repent speedily and swiftly through our Saviour, Jesus Christ. It's helped me move forward in faithfulness amongst all the adversity that I've experienced in my own life. And I can testify to you, brothers and sisters, that repentance will be a linchpin that will connect you to our Saviour and to our Father in Heaven for the rest of your life. Regardless of what's going on, repentance is key to helping us move forward. What a beautiful story. 
leading from that, are there any pragmatic things you have found to be helpful, such as top fives, do's and don'ts? Top five do's and don'ts. Okay, please forgive me if I sound like a scratch record, but do study the scriptures daily. They'll anchor you to the Saviour. You'll hear his voice. Use the Come Follow Me outline and look for opportunities to change our behaviours. Number two, do pray always. Not just in the mornings and in the evenings. Consciously speak to our Father in heaven throughout the day. I promise you this will help keep evil thoughts away and strengthen your relationship with him. Three, do repent speedily. Man, whether it be a rogue thought, something you're omitting or to do, or anything else that requires the nature of repentance to help lighten the load you're carrying, don't waste time, brothers and sisters. Repent speedily. Four, do remember the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus Christ has great power in our lives, dear brothers and sisters. I've cast out many evil thoughts just by thinking of his name. I promise you that is... It's the key to having a spirit to be with us. Just remember him. That's a covenant promise. Number five, my, well, one of my favorites, exercise regularly. The prophet Joseph Smith, he said that our physical beings are inextricably linked to our spiritual beings. And I love exercise. It really helps keep my mind nice and fresh, keeps me on the up, and gives me good feelings. Good feelings that come from exercise. Five don'ts. Don't pay any attention to negative thoughts. Those thoughts that make you feel miserable, try and cast them out as soon as possible. Don't believe that you will not get married. You're talking to someone who got married when he was 34. The Lord has promised in his holy writ that there is someone for you. I believe this is true. This has helped me to instill a desire to get married right from the time I heard this piece of scripture. Two, don't pass up opportunities to be of service to others. You're looking for a quick feel good, dear brothers and sisters? Serve someone else. You'll receive those feel goods. Four, don't pass up the blessings to pay tithing. Man, in these latter days, especially if you're struggling with bills, man, I know what it was like as a young wife, say, I had bills. I even got married with bills. And my wife, who was a wife, say, she got married and we had bills. What helped us to get through that real quickly? Tithing. Pay your tithing and the Lord will continue to open those great windows that you will have. Not room enough for those blessings. That's true. Number five, Definitely a state presidency head on one here. Don't think that interviews with your bishop are for everyone else but you. Remember the bishop has priesthood keys to help you in your life. He's just waiting to help use those keys to help you move forward in your life. Whatever it may be, whatever you're experiencing, he's there with the keys to help unlock the windows of heaven for you. I testify that that's true. Those are awesome suggestions, President. Thanks for that. I feel like... At times, we can feel pretty overwhelmed with all these commandments. So one quote that came to my mind was by Ada Jeffrey R. Holland, and he said, Keep loving, keep trying, keep trusting, keep believing, keep growing. Heaven is cheering you on today, tomorrow, and forever. It is often said that enduring is the hardest step in our journey in mortality. How have you been able to maintain hope and remain steadfast and firm on your foundation in Christ? Do you have a key scripture or quote you would like to share? Who and what sources of inspiration help you keep pressing forward? Thank you, Nadia. I do have a key scripture. Um, it's Proverbs 3, 5 and 7. It's good for me because I, I have been at times 
always leading to my own understanding and hasn't really put me in some good places. I won't go into the details, just trust me, I have been in some good places. But in there it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That first part there, with all thine heart, that's the part I really struggle with. Sometimes I'd like to keep my heart in two camps, the Keith camp and the right camp. But I'm slowly learning, there's no doubt you are that as we trust in the Lord with all our heart, it's a lot easier to see his direction for us moving forward. So hopefully that may help you. Sources of inspiration? It's a few, but let me try to keep it brief. <laughs> so the first source of inspiration to help me keep pressing forward, it ties to the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. The power of the atonement has great motivating power. It's grace, dear brothers and sisters, to help us to move forward daily, to help us become what our Heavenly Father sees us to be. Another thing, have a desire to change. Desire, for me, I found, gee, when I wanted to get married, nothing happened until I had that real desire to get married, and then I started pulling out all the stops. <laughs> but that came about because of desire. Another example, read the scriptures and apply them to your life. That shows great desire, but also acts of faithfulness. Another source of inspiration, the prophet, he's the man. Brothers and sisters, of all the men that we should be listening to in our lives, he's the man. I just, yeah, I just think he's just amazing. He's loving, he's kind. Actually, when I think of the attributes of the Savior, he's the one who comes to mind, besides the Savior himself. But he's the man. Follow the prophet, you won't go astray. Another inspiration, gee, constantly striving to have the Holy Ghost to be with me is the key. No idea. The prophet has told us about that, um, and it is definitely key in these latter days to help us discern truth from everything. Other things that help inspire me to keep pressing forward, serving in the Lord's kingdom, my dear brothers and sisters. Great place to learn great principles of love, of tenderness, leadership, and all other things, but most importantly to draw nearer to our Father in heaven through his Son, Jesus Christ. Finally, a strong desire to help my less active brothers and sisters. Um, I have a few. I've been there, but now I've, I've known what the bitter is. I've tasted the sweet and I strive. I don't want to go back. So really just having that forward momentum of trying to help them feel the same way about the Saviour that I do. Um, I think that's one of my life's missions. As we were talking, there were a couple of quotes that actually came to my mind. We talked a lot about the trials and the troubling experience that we go through life. Um, but one quote that came to mind was by President Gordon B. Hinckley, and he said, life is to be enjoyed, not just endured. And yeah, I guess, brothers and sisters, we do have to remember that we are here to experience joy. And not only sadness, Heavenly Father wants us to be able to receive these blessings and to be able to experience the happiness that he has waiting for us. Another quote that came to my mind was by C.S. Lewis and he said, life with God is not immunity from difficulties but peace within difficulties. And I know that from personal experience we find that peace in Christ. As we're going through our ups and downs, I know that as we stay true to the gospel and adhere to his teachings, we can find that true peace and happiness that is spoken of in the scriptures and at church. There's definitely great blessings in store for us in this life and in the life to come. And I know these things to be true and I'm so grateful for the gospel and being able to know his plan. Whether you're holding on the rod and have grown weary, resolve to hold on still. 
And if for a moment you have let go of the rod, come back. So dust off those scriptures, pay your tithing, sing those hymns, find opportunities to serve and turn to the Lord. He will meet you wherever you are. Just come to him. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.